0: Good morning, Nachum. Good day Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two Parshios of Achrimos and Kedoshim. just want to remind everybody that this Sunday is Pesach Sheni. Please, God, we should be Zolche, this forthcoming year, to have the third Besam Migdosh and then Yetz Hashem will celebrate those who could not bring the first Pesach will have an opportunity to bring the second Pesach. These two parshios contain a total of 79 mitzvos. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Achrimos contains two positive mitzvos and 26 restrictions. You have in Parshas Achrimos the Avodas Yom HaKippurim, the special service that was done once a year on Yom Kippur. And you have at the end of Parshas Achrimos the Parsha of the Arayos, the forbidden sexual relations, and specifically how the land of Israel is very much tied up with morality that while morality is to be maintained throughout the world but the land of Israel specifically cannot maintain sustain immorality so there are 2 positive and 26 restrictions in parshas achrei mos and parshas kedoshim the second parsha contains 51 mitzvot 13 positive and 38 restrictions. And as Rashi tells us on the opening verse of Kedoshim, that Rove Kufei Torah, Taluyimba, many, many of the major principles of our Torah are contained in Parshas Kedoshim. I'd like to call your attention to an interesting verse in the Torah, one that is Uh, perhaps even more well-known than others. And that is in Kedoshim, chapter 19, Pasuk 18, whereby the verse concludes, literally, you are to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that is such a challenging mitzvah because on the spot, Rashi tells you, "Amr um, Rabbi Akiva, zeklal Godoba Torah. Rabbi Akiva taught. This is a great theme and principle of the Torah. Okay, now watch. The same Rabbi Akiva in the Gemara Bava Metziah, a very famous story. The Gemara poses the following question: If I have two men in the desert, and they have but one canteen of water. Okay, now, the question is, who does the canteen belong to? If it belongs to both of them, then it's understood that both must drink, and they share the canteen equally. If, however, it belongs to one of them, what do they do? So Ben Petura says, what do you mean, what do they do? They share it, because after all, how could one drink and allow and watch his friend to die perish from thirst? Let them both drink and share the consequences equally. Comes along Rabbi Akiva, who a moment ago taught, and said, wait a minute, please God, we're going to see in two weeks after Kedoshim, there is the Parsha of Bahar, and there in Parsha's Bahar, the Torah teaches the principle Vochai Imoch, that your brother shall live with you. And Rabbi Kiva learns from this verse that Chayecho Kodmim, your life comes first. And so, according to Rebekah Kiva, you must drink the water. And to make this even a bit more challenging, let's say it's you and your father who drinks. I didn't ask you who you want to drink. You want to give it to your father. You want to honor the fifth commandment. Rabbi Kiva would tell you, you drink. It's the night of the Pesach Seder, and there's one kazayas of matzah, and you can't share it, because if each one eats half a kazayas, none of you get the mitzvah. I want to give the matzah to my father. If it belongs to neither of us, of course I'm going to give it to him. But if it is my matzah, then I have to eat it. Good. So the words "v'yapto kamocha" are not to be taken literally, because there are times when you come first. And in addition, the famous Gemara in Shabbos, where the potential convert comes to Shammai and says, "Teach me the entire Torah," while you're standing on one foot, and we know that Shammai drives him away and said, come on, don't waste my time. And Hillel says, okay, my friend, get on the one foot. And while he's standing on one foot, he says to him the following, what is harmful, hateful to you, savid, don't do to do the next one. He doesn't give it to him in the positive, love your neighbor. As yourself, because that is impossible. The Torah and has given nature into man of self-preservation. That you love yourself, which you are to, and you have an obligation. So, what does it mean? You have to so. Among the many meanings is as we just said, and let's take it with the Ramban. The Ramban says that you should put yourself and be sensitive to the state of your neighbor, meaning treat him as you would want to be treated. I use this example. My wife says, we're going to a wedding. Who is the wedding? It's a former classmate, Roommate of hers, her child, she's maintained a relationship with this woman. I don't really know them, I certainly don't know the chasan, and so I'm gonna go to accompany the wed. My wife, good, she's gonna dance with the women. And when they get up to dance, what am I gonna do? What do you mean, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna take out my phone because on my phone I have. I've got all of Kol Kula on my phone. I'm going to do the Dafyomi. I'll do the Sh'tayim um, Mikra. No, I'm going to get up to dance. Why? Because just as at my wedding, I want people to dance with me, at the Chassan's wedding, he wants people to dance with him. Lo'elenu, someone is sitting shiva in your community, go and be with them, because in such a time, you would not want to be alone. So this is how the Ramban understands the Yohavta L'Riach kamucha But I would like to point out, wow. Please open the Chumash and take note what the beginning of the Pasuk says. The Pesach begins, this is chapter 19, Pesach 18, in Vayikra, L'osikom v'lositor ez is which means that you're not to take revenge and you're not to bear a grudge against another Jew. So what does that mean? And Rashi gives the famous examples. You ask your neighbor, could you please borrow his whatever? Usually he is very forthcoming, gracious, etc. He happened to say, No, no, you can't borrow my lawnmower today. And next week when he asks you, Could you could he borrow your shears? You're gonna say, Huh, you didn't lend me, I'm not gonna lend you. That's Seacomb. Don't take revenge. Lositor is he didn't lend you his lawnmower. When he comes for your shears next week, you're going to lend it to him. But you're going to do so with a stoch. You're going to say to him, sure, I'm not like you. You didn't lend me your lawnmower. I'm lending you my shears. Now, that also is a biblical violation. So the Torah enumerates these two. And then how does the verse conclude The verse concludes with the Ahaptulariak. Do you realize what the Pasuk is saying? And this is found in the eleventh chapter of Mesilas Yesharim. Amazing. Not only may I not take revenge, not only may I not bear a grudge, but I want to say almost Naturally, that person is going to go down a peg in terms of your affection, admiration for that person. And it's bedafka there that the Torah says, Excuse me, there. Love your neighbor as yourself. Which friend do I have to love? Not the neighbor that's good to me and I'm good to him. That when I'm away, he takes in my mail and he waters my plants. No, no, we're talking about the one that was not so good to you. Unbelievable. Now, I really believe that this fits into a pattern. Rav Hirsch Sachron Levracha says, take a look. The Torah teaches in the extreme. There is no verse in the Torah that says that when a Jew dies, bury him, and bury him on that day. Oh, yes, there is such a verse, but it's talking about the criminal, a person who, God forbid, was sentenced to be hung. And that's rare, okay? There are very few sins, and the Torah then says immediately, take down the body and bury that body on that day. If you bury a criminal, all the more so all the more so a good person. And similarly in this week's parsha, says the Torah, Losa Kaleel, don't curse. But it doesn't say don't curse. It says don't curse a deaf man. I can't curse a deaf man, all the more so. The Torah teaches in the extreme. The Torah is teaching, I believe, in the extreme as well here. Quote, What does that mean, it's difficult to be a Jew? It used to be difficult to keep Shabbos. It used to be difficult to keep kosher. You know what's difficult? It's difficult to have love for the Jew who, forgive me, irritates me a little bit for the Jew who doesn't live up to the same golden ideal standards that I do. And the Torah says love him. The Torah says that you are too as the Gemara says in Bava the concept of there's a mitzvah of and there's a mitzvah of teina. Prikon means to unload an animal, which is the load has shifted, the animal is in pain. It's called sar balechayim, and teina is to help a Jew lift up the load to put it on the animal. So, needless to say, preka to unload comes before teina, which is loading. However, says the Talmud, what if it's my best friend where he requires prika, he requires to have the animal unloaded, which has pain for the animal because the load has shifted. And my enemy requires te'ina, simply lifting up. What comes first? The answer is, go and help your enemy first. Why? K'day l'okofis yitzro. Literally, to make it such that you're not going to have an enemy, because by doing for the next one, that is how you're going to overcome the feelings of enmity, or God forbid, not liking the next person. Tonight, until him ninety nine, as part of the Luchuna Aranana, the service before Marev, until him ninety nine, the Oz Melech Mishpat Ohev mighty is the king who loves justice it is you Hashem who established man to be good if you are good it's because the Torah makes you into that very special person the many mitzvot in Parsha's Kedoshim and Achrimoz says how proud I am to be a Jew because the Torah refines our character. Shabbat shalom to all.